Hello humans that just tuned into another episode of Versology. Welcome back. I'm Aska or Ashi and I'm the host for today's session. We're going to be talking about my only two talents, dance and poetry. I have two really fancy people with me, Venetia and Swarashri. Venetia, who I know not just as a budding poet, as a dancer and a close friend. I know Swarashri is a professional classic dancer and I'll leave it to them to introduce themselves. Vinny, go first. Hi everyone, thank you for having me here. Um, it literally is an honor to be sitting um, with you guys and having this conversation. Uh, as Asta mentioned, I am Venisha Rupchandani. I'm a second year psychology student with um, counseling skills. Well, I've been into dance for like several years of my life. Um, I've been dancing since seventh grade. Um, I'm very, very keen in learning different dance styles, whether that's from hip hop to jazz, to jammers, to belly dancing. Um, it really interests me to just learn, you know, when, when it comes to dance. And I've been in, in, in MDX Poetry Club for this year now. And I must say, I love the environment. I love people here in the Poetry Club. Um, really the coordinators, they push us and motivate us to write and explore to our fullest potential. Um, and it's just my first year uh, writing poetry. And I must say it is really, I think, uplifting and vulnerable to do so. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vinny. Swara, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, thank you so much for having me here. And it's great to meet you guys and get to know you. Um, as Asta mentioned, my name is Swarashree Sridhar. I'm a Kathak dancer. I've been learning Kathak from Guru Pali Chandra for the past 13 years now, and I am an alumna of Gurukul Dubai. Um, I've had the pleasure and wonderful opportunity of performing all around in London, Switzerland, Belgium, India, UAE. And dance is definitely uh, something that I hold very close to my heart. And it's, uh, it's a career platform that I'd love to explore and I am exploring. Um, I'm very passionate about bringing um, a possible social change uh, through dance because dance is uh, definitely a mode of expression and a mode of communication. Um, so following that, I've tried to choreograph solo pieces on Parkinson's disease and schizophrenia. And last year, I was the lead choreographer of uh, a dance drama production titled Aneka, Identity Dance, and Identity is Dancing Within, which was aimed at raising awareness for borderline personality disorder. So I'm very passionate about using dance um, as a mode of communication to speak to the world. So thank you for having me here. Wow, Swarashri. I know I introduced this podcast saying dance and poetry were my only two talents, but like I hear the both of you and... <clears throat> okay. <laughs> uh, since you guys talked about like your experiences with dance, I'd just like to know more about like the dance forms that you guys perform. I know Swarashri is professionally a Kathak dancer. Are there any other dance forms that you like to dabble in, like Venetia? Honestly, I feel, first of all, I'd like to congratulate both of you, because Aska, I know before this, you mentioned that you um, dance Bharatanatyam and uh, belly dancing. So it's great that both of you um, have had the opportunity to explore so much. I, not so much at the moment, but I'd love to dabble into contemporary and ballet at some point in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, contemporary and ballet show are like really flowy dancers. They're like almost cathartic. Almost cathartic. What about you, Venetia? What like motivates you 
because I know you mentioned you do like jammers, hip hop, belly dance, like everything. What motivates you to try so many different things? I think for me, um, the only consistent thing that I believe is that dance and poetry are really therapeutic for me. It's kind of like this coping strategy because, well, literally when we relate this to mental health, um, dancing, it's like moving your body. So when we think about it, whenever we exercise, right, uh, we send good chemicals to our minds. And suddenly after like literally in five minutes, we feel so good. And I feel like dancing is like this advanced, updated version of exercising. And, uh, and I feel like whenever I'm in that, whenever I'm in sync with the music, with the beat, I feel so good naturally, like literally in five minutes, I could be doing anything. Like I would be feeling so low. I would be having like a bad mood. Um, and suddenly I realized, like I noticed like the shift into this positive mindset and I have like the ability to uh, tackle whatever that I'm going through, any problem, any like circumstance. Um, so yeah, I think it really is like this um, coping strategy for me, I must say. Tell me if I'm wrong, but this really genuinely felt like I was interviewing some really like classy philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, like you said, I, I know you mentioned in the beginning that you've been in the poetry club for like a year and the, the writing experience is like really uplifting. What bonds you to poetry, Venetia? I believe that um, when it comes to poetry, right, again, they're like, as dance, it's very like adverse. And there are like so many different poetry styles, whether that's spoken word, whether that's blackout poetry, whether that's, you know, rhyming and everything in poetry is just so advanced. And again, I feel that it's very brave and courageous to go out there and perform your work. You know, it's like, it is, I think it's so brave to whenever like we've had so many, you know, we've conducted open mics here in MDX um, Poetry Club. And I believe that um, the fact that we know that we can face criticism and people might not like our work, but yet we're going out there and performing. And so I think it really motivates me to do so. It motivates me to explore like uh, poetry and pen down my thoughts, you know, into words. Uh, so yes, I'd say that. Wow, have, have you ever tried to put yourself in a place of poetry, Swara? Well, um, not really. I've not, never really written anything. Uh, my mother writes poetry sometimes and I have an amazing cousin, Anirudh Krishnan, who writes poetry too. And I've had the opportunity to collaborate with him where I was dancing and he, um, <laughs> where I was dancing and he spoke, um, I think it was a poetry on sleep. Uh, so we actually made a video on it and it, we got really good reviews on it too. So I like to explore words and poetry because through dance, especially because the lyricism and the imagery that it creates is so vast and exploring that through movement. And now with advanced technology, definitely with uh, lights and um, videography and different elements of like technology, when it comes in with dance, there's so much more you can do than just um, than just poetry or dance as separate um, elements. So, yeah, I would love to explore more poetry. Maybe not write it myself, but definitely dance to it. 
I love that you mentioned it. Um, Kathak is a very storytelling type of dance form. Like I know there's like a lot of like lyrical leg and hand movements. Personally, I've seen, you know, like fusion type Kathak routines on like Middle Eastern, Persian, Urdu type of music. Um, is there anything you want to talk about, like about like the influence of multicultural poetry on dance? Um, the Mughals, when they came to India, they brought along um, this beautiful array of multicultural um, texts and literature from Urdu, from uh, Persia, all of it. So on dance, when when Kathak um, sort of, because Kathak is definitely the art of storytelling, as you mentioned, when it when they started enacting that and when they started dancing to that, it became a lot more sociocultural, it became a lot more political. They could address a lot of topics that was not only beautified due to the lyrics and obviously due to the dance, but also educational to all its audiences. And I think in the current times to make both art forms um, relevant, um, it, it's really important to sort of dance to that poetry, to sort of um, uh, to understand it in its original crux of what they meant and what they tried to say, and then bring that out in dance because it's uh, it's not only historical, but there was a lot of value of what they said, regardless of the fact that a lot of that was love for your country or love for someone else or um, pathos and all those type of themes and emotions. Addressing that is was important back then and is definitely important right now. So using dance in such a multicultural, um, or rather using Kathak in a multicultural setup is um, quite important. And I love that we could do that even now, um, not only, you know, maybe through the mass media like Bollywood and stuff, but uh, when you go back to the origins of how it came and how it was made, when you bring that out to the audience nowadays, there is a different beauty to it. And I think that's what I love about the sort of integration between dance and poetry from what I've experienced. Yeah, that's honestly super cool. Like when you think about like the origin story of like any dance form or even any poetic form, like when you think about like how haikus came into the picture or how sonnets came into the picture or how kathak, bharatanatyam, even hip hop. Like when you think about the origin stories, they're like so similar. It's just a bunch of people that wanted like a cathartic way to express themselves. So I know Vinesha mentioned that like dance is sort of like her coping strategy, so is poetry. Do you feel like uh, the way Swarashri wanted to bring like a bigger social change, like something that actually makes a difference in the society through dance. Do you feel like poetry could do the same? Absolutely, because I think poetry has that power to just uplift other people's moods. It's like when everyone comes together and they share that vulnerable moment together. You know, it's kind of like in my mind, poetry, it's literally like, as I said, it's more like a thought diary where you um, it's really updated and like you add that fanciness to it, if that makes sense. Um, you know, you express yourself, whatever you're feeling. I feel like, um, well, if I have to interconnect dance and poetry, um, it's it's the facial expressions. You know, like, let's take belly dancing, for instance, in dance. Um, in belly dancing, let's see, you have like this feminine sort of vibe you know and uh this facial expression whatever you're feeling you're calm you're composed in poetry right you also express your thoughts your feelings um whatever you're feeling at that moment and i think it's just like it really reflects on your face whatever you're feeling it's like it's shown 
you know, uh, to the like to audiences and people that are, uh, you know, looking at you and hearing your poetry. I love how you brought like this <clears throat> sense of vulnerability in dance and poetry together. Uh, so Ara, you mentioned that with your cousin Anirudh, you guys had like a little teeny collab situation. Would you ever be open to like a collab between like someone speaking a set? like a poetry set and you dancing to it, but like lyrical Kathak, would you open, be open to opportunities like that? Oh, 100%. I love exploring movement and just vocabulary and words. It's it's a beautiful way to really get our point across because it's not only auditory, it's visual too. And I love that. <laughs> you know, maybe Vinny should write something and Swara can dance on it. Maybe we should have something like that somewhere in the future. Do you agree, Venetia? Yes, I'd love to, because as I mentioned before, I feel like um, I really take interest in dance and poetry because they let me explore myself. They let me really express myself. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You know what, Sarah? We're, we're probably going to like, some sometime after this podcast, I'm going to make you like write blackout poetry or something like that. So you can like, step into the poetry world and see how similar it is to the dance world. Maybe Venetia and I can cook up something for you. Is that cool? That is perfect. That sounds great. <laughs> That's lovely. Is there anything like major you guys want to share about like your experiences, like a Eureka moment where you decided that, oh my God, dance is my passion or like poetry is my passion or like something huge. Um, Swara can go first. I think I've always wanted to be a dancer. Coming from a very artistic family, um, my mother is a Carnatic vocalist, my father is a motivational speaker, so sort of everyone in my family is a stage person. And I think since I was three, I knew that I wanted to dance and take it as a career. And uh, I think it's very important to use that stage and use your connection with the audience to like, you know, be able to say something and speak up for whatever you believe in as an artist. And I think that's the power all of us artists have. Um, and that with poetry, with dance, with anything, just to have something to say and say it well is is a power that we all hold. And I, I love that about all our career paths or our hobbies, about art in general. Yeah, what an absolute dream to have like art run in your veins, isn't it, Venetia? <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. You know, I feel like... Uh... When it comes to my work or when it comes to the things that I have done and performed, uh, I basically, as you said, and uh, when you asked us that, where, where was like this wow moment for you where you were like, yes, I'd love to continue dancing. I think for me, that moment was really when uh, I had shot a professional shoot in Dubai Marina. I was um, in this dance uh, institute called MAD. And, uh, you know, we really did like this jammer style where, uh, you know, we actually, that was like my first time doing that shoot in front of a camera, like literally on my face. And no matter how tiring it was, but it was so interesting and fun to, you know, just show your moves and whatever you're feeling. And like, just in that groove, um, that beat, that music, because I personally love music too. And I personally, um, sing as well and so for me it was like this um, amalgamation of music and dance wow can we just talk about how I'm casually talking to like celebrities that are dancing in front of cameras moving countries and all that 
Like I know Swara mentioned Chief Johnson, like so many different countries. The only place I've been to is probably India and back in Dubai. Swara, do you want to talk about any of like your experiences where you danced out of country? Sure, sure. Um, first of all, it's not much different dancing here, so trust me on that. Um, I think audience is audience, stage is stage. So yeah, but um, I I definitely loved our uh, London tour. We toured with um, I toured with uh, a dance team, and uh, my dance teacher, my guru, she was getting an award for being the Kathak ambassador, and we actually got to. I think it was one of my really special moments that I shared with not only my dance friends but also my teacher. She was getting an award in the House of Lords in the Parliament, in the London Parliament, and uh, we actually got to present something over there. And I think that experience was beautiful, but because even though it was like a very closed group of people, it was just there was so much of excitement, and um, it was it was just beautiful. And after our London tour, I even got to perform in Switzerland in their first uh, Swiss Kathak festival, and then even in Dubai, I've gotten to perform in uh, the Abu Dhabi Cultural Foundation recently last year. And I think a big part of me was sad when the pandemic hit and because it sort of limited me from traveling and performing as I had originally planned, uh, because I am a professional dancer, so I don't really go to university to you know, really like study something or get a degree. Like this is my job, uh, dancing. So COVID definitely put a slot stop, like a small stop to that. But um, I guess with technology and media and online performances just took up, uh, picked up, uh, I've had the opportunity to do quite a few in 2020. And because UAE was really, really like helpful in bringing back its um, society up, we had a lot of live shows in 2021. And Abu Dhabi Cultural Foundation and House of Wisdom Sharjah was uh, one of that that I got to do last year. So I think all performances put together um, it's just this rush of adrenaline that sort of runs through you. And I'm sure both of you can understand that. And we don't need a stage or audience to do that. that that's what dance causes in any any person, right? Um, it's just this rush of happiness. And I think it's amazing to share that with someone when we're performing. So all performances said and done, I think dance and having that rush of emotion was the best feeling. So yeah. <laughs> I love that we ended on such like a positive, cute, warm note. But that's all we have on this session of Astrology, a podcast for poets by poets. Thank you. See you next time.